Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we're taking a break from talking about serious things. We're talking about household things. They're very serious, though, aren't they? Clutter. Clutter or dirt. If you were with us last time, I ask you to raise your hand wherever you were with a yes. Can you tolerate dirt? Yes. Can you tolerate clutter? Yes. You can't raise your hand for both. You just have to decide which one can you tolerate more than the other. I cannot tolerate clutter. I think it has to do with the way my brain works. I literally, if I go into a space where there's clutter, I can't see anything. I, all I see is a mess. All I see is a mess. So I'm learning to declutter quickly, even if that means I'm putting it in a shopping bag until I can get to it. I'm not learning that recently. But maybe you don't know this, but uh, eight months ago, my husband and I sold our home, a home that we had lived in and rebuilt on the land. We had been on the land for 42 years, and we had rebuilt a house 14 years earlier to our absolute dream desires. Like it was, when I say it was a perfect house, it was a perfect house for the autos. It was absolutely everything in all the years that we had had houses, old houses, new houses, well, not many new houses, old houses that we fixed up, even the land when we bought the house. The land was big and there wasn't anything on it, not a tree, not a pool, not a nothing. There wasn't anything but this little house and we bought the house that had a hole in the ceiling above the bathroom tub. And I said to my husband, will that cost a lot of money to fix the hole? And he said, no, we'll have to get a new roof. And when I said to him, can we take the yellow countertop out of the kitchen? He said, no, we spend all the money on the roof. And that was how it was. But we loved that land, and we loved that little house, and we remodeled it, and we took rounds out and made squares, and we laid saltillo tile. We have been doing this. We love doing it, and it's something we love doing together. So we sold that wonderful house that was perfect in every way for the autos and bought a much smaller house, which we wanted to do, a house that does not have a pool, even in Arizona, and it's the hottest summer in Arizona in history, and it would be nice to be dipping in a pool, but we are getting older and we don't need a pool. We have a pool next door in our neighbors, and we have pools and friends, and we stay inside the air conditioning. I think that's probably what we do the most these days. At any rate, we have been living in mumbo-jumbo because we started the remodeling and the pandemic came and the remodeling could not be finished. I have been living in our new house for four whole months without a kitchen. Kudos! Clapping for Donna Otto! I don't know how we did it except I'll tell you one way. We have people who love us dearly, friends, young and old, who sent us food, sent us meals, sent us meals that were big enough for two nights, and we'd have two more nights, and we'd figure out what was next in two more nights. We had a microwave and a frying pan and a toaster and a hot pot for water. I haven't boiled water in four months. Right as I speak to you today, they are installing our kitchen. They've been installing for a long time. <laughs> And next week, they're supposed to be finished. And I'm going to boil water. It's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to boil water. I'm going to make hard-boiled eggs. And I'm going to make a 
big pot of spaghetti gravy. I already have it planned. And the next day I'm going to make a meatloaf for my husband in the oven. Oh my goodness, what wonderful thoughts those are. So we understand what it means to live in this mess. And a lot of you are living in a mess because you're there all the time. You're working from home, schooling from home, living from home. You live in climates that cannot be outside all the time. Uh, so we understand what that is. And we've been talking about finances, and we've been talking about home as holy ground in hopes to encourage you. So the last time we were together, we talked about clutter, and today we're going to talk about how to clean practically anything and everything. And then I want to encourage you to go to our website and find 15 green eyes ideas for family and look through those green ideas 15 green ideas i'll have them put it up in the center of the site on our site and do something green so you can find the green in it now being green takes a hard it's hard it's hard to be green because it means you have to do something that's different. But this is a great time for learning how to recycle, how to use rags instead of paper towels, how to discard something, some of which we talked about in clutter. Today I want to talk about how to clean practically anything. As we've talked about home and holy ground, I want to ask you how clean is your house today? How clean is your house today? And if you're one of the girls who says you can stand the dirt, your house is dirtier than someone else who can't stand the dirt. I remember when David's parents were aging and they couldn't see the dirt. They couldn't see the little grease spots on the stove. They couldn't see the marks in the bathroom, in the tub, in the mirror, and on the shower. One time they couldn't even see some mold. And so I remember cleaning David's parents. He would take them to lunch. They loved having lunch with just him. Oh, my father-in-law, he grew to like me. He grew to love me. But my mother-in-law loved me from the start because she loved anything her boonie boy David Otto loved. And we both loved calling him David, and it was love at first sight. And they enjoyed having lunch with their son. And by the way, those of you who are married, if you've never encouraged your husband, maybe he's not thinking about it, maybe he's afraid that you'll be upset if you... Um, don't get invited. In encourage your husband to take his mom to lunch. Encourage your husband to take his parents to lunch. Let them go out and talk about all things historical and hysterical, and they will be grateful, and so will your in-laws. Well, they were getting older, and they couldn't see the mess, so David would scoop them up and take them off, and I would go in and clean the apartment, two-bedroom apartment. They never noticed it was clean. They never, ever said, what happened here? Did the house fairy come and clean the house? They never noticed it because they couldn't see the dirt. They couldn't see it was clean either. Well, one time I got caught in my business clothes, and I didn't have a change of clothes with me, and I have always have an apron, so I could clean most of it, but when it came to the tub and the shower, I couldn't do it. And so I took off all my clothes, and I got inside the shower, and I scrub-a-dub-dubbed and got the tub and the shower and everything clean. So restoring your clutter will help you get things clean. And again, I remind you of the book that I wrote called Secrets to Getting More Done in Less Time and the class by the same title that are available on our website. So boxes for storage systems. Colored file folders for easy finding, drawer organizing for everything. But what about cleaning? What about the dust, the dirt, the toilet, 
what about cleaning? So I want to give you some of my best cleaning ideas. One is a speed cleaning apron. I still use my speed cleaning apron. And some of you will laugh because you'll remember seeing me with my apron and my feather duster sticking out the back of it. I still use it. I still love it. Maybe you don't want to have an apron on with things in it, so then have a cleaning caddy. If your house is very big, have two cleaning caddies and make sure that you have everything you need in the cleaning caddies. Take those caddies with you as you go into the rooms to clean. Remember, the key word to organization is preparation. The key word to organization is preparation. The key word to cleaning and organizing is preparation. So what do you have in your caddy? Well, here are some things you should have in your caddy. And you can buy these caddies anywhere. You can buy them online for a few dollars, Home Depot, if you're venturing out at all. They have a handle on them and two sides. I have an orange one and a gray one. I'm not sure in my new house whether I'm only going to have one or two. But I have two cleaning caddies. And here's what I have inside of them. I have a big brush and a small brush. The small brush is the size of a toothbrush. It's actually an old electric toothbrush, an old battery-driven toothbrush. And I have that big brush and that small brush. I use the small brush for things like grout, for things that got spilled and it's sticky, and I just stick that little roaring um, toothbrush on it and up it comes. Have a scrubby if you like sponges with a, an abrasive side to them, use that. I don't like sponges, but I love those scrubbies that have some um, hard metal. It's abrasive enough to get things clean without troubling anything you're scrubbing on. Microfiber cloths. I poo-pooed these when they first came out. I thought, oh, no, no, you don't need those. But I'm a convert. Those microfiber cloths are perfect. They're great for TV screens. They're great for computer screens. I can dry my whole car with one of those microfiber cloths. I still love my old Terry face cloths that I use, the old ones for my windows. And if you don't know how to wash a window, see our YouTube on washing windows. There are three steps to washing a window, wet, wash, and dry. Sweet. You are done and have clean windows. Have a mop. Have a mop. Have a bucket to put the mop in. Have a spray bottle with window cleaner. I am still using ammonia, and some of you find that toxic. I don't use very much of it. I keep it up high, even though we don't have children in our home. And I put about one quarter ammonia and the rest of it water in a large spray bottle. And I use that for washing windows or mirrors or anything that has a shiny surface on it. Have a squeegee. Now, let me tell you this about a squeegee. Spend the bucks for a squeegee, okay? Don't buy one of those buck 99 at the dollar store or 4.99. The rubber part of it is a part and the plastic handle can break. Buy a metal squeegee that has rubber inserts. My metal squeegees, I have two of them, a large one and a small one, are at least 35 or 40 years old. I've never gotten rid of them because they still work. I just buy the little rubber insert. You can buy that online, a janitorial supply, a cleaning supply, anything like that will have a squeegee of that character, okay? Share your cleaning agents with a friend. 
you'll find this on the janitorial supply also. Buy a gallon of something instead of a small container that you buy at your grocery store, at the Target, or wherever. Now, I love Guardsman Polish. That's the name brand. I've loved it for years, and I use it. I still use it. But when I was a younger woman and had more to polish, I shared it with a friend, and I would buy a whole gallon. She would take half a gallon. I would take half a gallon. And then you dilute it with some water. And a gallon of Guardsman Polish would cost us about 75% less than what you would buy a Guardsman polish for four ounces at a, at a store, at a Target. So consider anything like that that you and a friend may use together and buy a gallon size. The other thing I have in my caddy in a Ziploc bag is a product called Scrape and Clean. Now, it's called, it's a furniture replacement for scratches. It's called Scratch and Clean. Sorry, girls, I can't think of the name of it. But it comes in a small bottle, and one bottle is probably good for your whole lifetime. And when they drag a car across your brown wood or your black wood or your white wood, this product fills in the spot, and it looks like it's normal. Have a feather duster in your caddy, or maybe you prefer the lamb's wool. That's for the quick clean. That's just for the dust. That's not for polishing. That's for dusting everything. People say, well, when you feather dust, what do you do? You feather dust, and the dust goes, yeah, that's right. You feather dust, and the dust goes to the floor so you can vacuum it, and it's fast. You're People are coming to the house, and you look at the top of the table, and it's feather dusted. It's easy and fast, and it will keep your surfaces clean. Have a toilet brush and cleanser. Have a toilet plunger, and have a pumice stone. Now, this is not only cleaning your to toilet. This is keeping your toilet actively working. We look at those toilets and we think, oh, they're just going to run forever. And they are built to run for a long time. The brush and cleaner is easy. That's cleaning the bowl and around the bowl. The toilet plunger is to activate the water. Pour water into your toilet bowl. Activate your plunger by plunging it down. And it pushes the water flow and makes the water flow go f faster. Then have a pumice stone at the bottom of your bowl. And I don't know how old your house is. We just bought a house built in 1959. And one of those toilets was put in that house when they built it. And there's a hole. And that hole builds up lime. And your pumice stone will keep it cleaning through. The hole will be clean. And the water will run through. And your toilet will run better. Have a vacuum. Vacuums are a dime a dozen. They're small. They're big. They're canister. Do what works best for you. But I do encourage you to have something that has a vacuum that you can dupe things like your furniture and your mattresses. We shed tons and tons of skin all the time, whether you have a mattress pad on it or not. The number is astronomical. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But vacuum your mattresses and your furniture. A mop, a dust mop, a dust mop that you can use on your hardwood floors or your tile floors. Go green as often as you can, and you can find those green sheets on our website. The speed cleaning theory, which I love so much and still like to practice, especially if we have house guests for a long period of time, and that is we all get in one room and everybody does one job. And your caddy, 
when you have it fully furnished or your apron fully furnished, you'll be able to do that. I think it's a great way for a family to work together. It's a great way for someone to wait on someone while they're finishing cleaning the toilet bowl and then they have to do the floor or when they're finished washing the top of the sink then they have to do the floor or when they're finished making the bed then they have to wait till the bed is made till they can vacuum out or feather dusting the light fixtures but everybody's in the room together and everybody does their job and then Leave that room and close the door, knowing that the whole room has been cleaned. I always recommend you start with the dirtiest room in the house, and you'll be wowed by everybody pitching in for 30 minutes and getting the room done. Now, when David and I married, he did not know that I had what he calls bed ethics, and I do. Of course, he had none. Uh, He still laughs at me about it because I, I have bed ethics. I think everyone should have bed ethics. Not really. I think you should do what works for you. But we got married and he brought a bag of chips to our bed. Can you imagine? A chip in your bed? And some of you are saying, I bring more than that to my bed. Well, let me just tell you that your sleeping place is very important to your entire system. It is a part of your immune system. It's about how well you rest. And if you're eating in bed and sleeping in bed and watching TV in bed and working in bed, pretty soon your mattress isn't what it should be and you're not getting as good at rest. So no eating in bed. The doctor will tell you no eating in bed, no dumping on the bed. Change the sheets weekly at least. If your children are too young and they don't know how to make the bed yet, and you're showing them, help them get the contour sheet on the bottom. Skip the top sheet for a while. Use a pull-up washable type comforter and let them throw it up and encourage them. Keep moving them toward having a bottom sheet and a top sheet. If you don't know what a mattress cover looks like, it will save the life of your mattress. Put a mattress cover on before you put a set of sheets on. If you don't like to change your seats at least once a week, and medically speaking, they encourage us to do that, um, then at least change your pillowcases where we carry the most of the germs from our face and so forth. A great exercise in making the bed. The medical field indicates that we get more exercise, more pulling, more stretching, more bending, that making a bed is the hardest work we do in the house. So help your children get the good exercise that they need or your husband to show them how to put a good bed together. I have a clothesline. I've always had a clothesline. I've never been a farmer. I've always lived in the city, but I've always had a clothesline. And that's partly because of my bed ethics, because I love the smell of sheets on the line. And you can stretch a clothesline almost anywhere and put two sheets on top of one another and put them out in the sun and let them dry. You say, I live where there's humidity. Well, it'll take longer at your house than in my house, and you probably can't do it all year. Although Elizabeth and Lars Grin hung clothes on the line summer, winter, spring, and fall on the east coast, the eastern shore of Boston, where it was cold and icy, and I have taken clothes off of the line that were frozen solid, (laughs) brought them into the house and waited for the next day to return them to the line. But a clothesline is a lovely thing to teach your children how to dry clothes, saves your bill, and will leave you a lovely smell and a crisp feeling to your bed. 
well, maybe you have a Sabbath Wednesday as I do, but maybe you should start a cleaning Thursday. Make a day of the week that the family pitches in to do cleaning. Put it on your calendar and then hold it sacred. I have one more tip for you, just one more tip. It's just my favorite cleaning tip in the world. Arrowhead sparkling water. A bottle of Arrowhead sparkling water. Don't put it in the refrigerator because they'll drink it. Put it in the laundry room or wherever you keep your cleaning caddy. That sparkling water will take up cranberry juice that was spilled and you didn't see it on a white carpet or wine if you drink wine or green felt pen the bubbling of the water and if you get to it first and fast it'll really clean it up the bubbling on the water bubbles the spot out pat it dry with a dry cloth throw some more water let it bubble rub it Pat it dry. Do it as many times as you have to. I have had white carpet in my house for the last 20 years, and I have used Arrowhead sparkling water and never had a stain on my carpet. My best tip ever. Someone gave it to me. Now I'm giving it to you. Well, if you have a question you want a solution for, I have lots more ways to clean. I'm just giving you some of my cleaning tips for practically anything. I'm Donna Otto. And we are Modern Homemakers. Thank you for joining us. You are a very real presence to us. We pray for you. We consider our topics and how they'll encourage you. We hope they're not too long or they're too short. We hope there aren't too many of them or too few of them. But we've been podcasting now for over 15 years, and we love this medium because we get to talk to you in Sweden and in Australia and in Japan and in Argentina and in Ecuador. 29 or now wait we added sweden sweden had never been in so we've have 33 countries around the world plus every state in the union wyoming girls look for the material i'm sending it to you i'm donna otto remember the common begin and the uncommon finish go on and make it a very uncommon day by cleaning one thing 